This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Michelle Thompson went from being an MBA graduate to having a second grade IQ level overnight after suffering from a life-altering stroke at only 36 years of age. Literally starting her life all over again, she's had to learn how to automate and outsource as much as humanly possible. Now she's on a mission to help others find freedom from all the unnecessary tasks they do using strategies and systems she's successfully created for herself. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mark. I appreciate it. Now, my wife, her name is also Michelle, and she wanted me to thank you, to thank your parents for spelling your name correctly. Apparently, there's this battle between two L Michelles and one L Michelle. It's right. That's true. There, two L's is the only way to go. <laughs> she thinks that she feels the same exact way. Um, so in reading your introduction, I, I, I got to tell you, right away, what got me was automation and outsourcing, because I've got this thing I teach everybody. I teach my clients. I teach people on social media and in the podcast. It's called O-Day, which stands for Outsource, Delegate, Automate, Eliminate. Because people, when they come to me or they hit me up on social media, they say, I've got too much to do. And I always say, okay, what I want you to do is for two or three days, write down everything you do. Everything you do. I don't care what it is. You write it down. And then I want you to go through and everything you can outsource, I want you to outsource. Everything you can delegate, go delegate, automate, eliminate. And I said, if you do it right, you should have a lot less to do. And what's left over should be the stuff you're really good at. Unfortunately, the big mistake people do, they do the exercise. They make more room and then they go fill it with other useless crap. <laughs> and that's the feat. So then you're right back to square one. So I'm really excited. We're going to talk about outsourcing, especially automation, because this is July 14th, 2021. And you can pretty much automate almost everything in our life. Not everything, but almost everything. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that's the majority of what they, I, it took, uh, after the stroke, it took about three years to get better. And that's what they taught me was how to outsource a good part of my life to machines. Um, and so we not only use it in business, we can use it for every day. Um, and, uh, that's one of the things that I ask people all the time is ask yourself, if you just stop doing this task, what's the absolute worst thing that's going to happen? And if we can, if the answer is it's not that big of a deal, then we should get rid of it, right? And then the stuff that's left, can I get a piece of software to do it for me? If I can't get a piece of software to do it for me, then can I get another human to do it for me? And then what's left should just be our superpower, the things that we're really, really good at. I love it. So let's go back to the beginning. So you're a very successful young lady, living your life, living the dream, going here, there, and everywhere, and then take us back to that fateful day when you had your stroke, because I want people to understand that you had the stroke at 36. A lot of people think 90-year-olds. You had it at 36. So yeah. take us back to what life was leading up to that fateful event, and then you know how did you process it, and how did you begin your recovery? Kind of like a three-part question there for you. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was uh, a normal day at work. I was a project controls engineer for a large construction company. And we usually worked four tents. Uh, and it was our drive to the site, our drive home. So, you know, you're working about 13 hours a day, not. And uh, so it was it was just the end of the shift. And all of a sudden, I was looking at the computer screen. And 
literally, it was like somebody drew a line right down the center of the computer screen. Half went black and I could see the other half. And I thought, Hmm. what in the world? My computer screen broke. I need a new computer screen. And so I I turned and looked and the black followed me. And I went, oh, that's not good. Hmm. (laughs) Um, And so I looked over at my um, coworker and I was like, hey, guys, I can't see and they're like oh yeah very funny you know because we used to like joke around a lot we had a we had a blast working together and i was like no seriously i can't uh so they called 911 um took me to the hospital and um ironically they didn't find it at first um they thought that i was just having a migraine and so it ended up taking about 6 months of going to doctors uh for somebody to actually um believe me that I wasn't, you know, crazy because <laughs> I, they told me, you know, Hey, go home, get some sleep and go back to work the next day. So I did, I went back to work and I, I sat down and I was slurring my speech and I was dragging half my body and, um, and, uh, sat down on my computer and it was literally like somebody had just taken an eraser and just erased everything that was in my brain the day mm. before. I could not remember how to write an Excel formula. I couldn't remember what I was supposed to be doing. And so I literally sat there for like a half hour just trying to recall the information. It just wouldn't come. Mm. So I went into my boss's office and I was like, you know, hey, Grant. um, So you had had driven back to work the next day. Well, we did a a van pool. Okay. Um, So... No, <laughs> luckily I didn't drive because um, they, they just pick you up and take you right to the job site, which was kind of nice. Um, but I got uh, I got in my boss's office and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like, what? And he, I was like, yeah, I'm really worried about my work today. And he's like, I'm not worried about your work. I'm worried about you. Let's get you back to the hospital. Um, and so, so we did. And um, I had no idea that that would be my last day at work because um, I lost my ability to do math. To this day, I still have like a second grade um, IQ level when it comes to math. Mm. And um, that was my jam. Like my my MBA is in finance. Um, oh, wow. and yeah. And now it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> um but uh, but it was it was a, a long, hard road. I'd love to tell you that it was, you know, an easy recovery and I didn't get mad and I didn't yell at my family and I didn't take my anger out on everybody. But um, I totally did. Uh, and um, what happened was I finally had my physical therapist kind of had a, a come to Jesus meeting with me. <laughs> and um, she was like, you know, Michelle, she's like, if you would have been born 50 years ago, you have you you wouldn't have anywhere near the life that you have today so you need to stop pitying yourself and be grateful for what you have and i went what and she's like she's like look she's like we have so much technology available today that you can live an almost normal life even with the brain damage that you have so you need to buck up and get over it or get out of my office Right. Is basically, (laughs) which was the greatest thing that could have ever happened to me. Um, I fully support her in her uh, come to Jesus meeting with me because that, for whatever reason, that got my attention. And I was like, wow, okay. All right. Let's stop 
let's stop the pity party. And so she's like, if you're willing, I will teach you how to outsource everything in your life. And so that's what we did. We spent the next two years figuring out how to set up routines in my room or in my house. I live in a very controlled environment now so that I remember to take my medicine, that I remember to feed the dog, that I remember to set a timer when I turn on the stove so that I don't burn the house down. (laughs) Um, And uh, what happened was we got so good at outsourcing everyday life, I thought, like my my MBA side of me started to kick in and said, well, if we can do this with making coffee, why can't we do it with business? Nice. Um, and so we started and and that was kind of how Awesome Outsourcing was born. Wow. Well, a couple of things I want to share is I had something similar, not a stroke, but a similar injury back when I used to live in Rochester, New York. I worked for a steel factory and it gets kind of cold in the winter up in Rochester, New York. And I was in the morning I had the injury. I, it had snowed, then it had gone above 32 degrees. So the snow melted, then it went below 32 degrees. So it froze and then snow came down on top of the ice. So I'm just going into work, you know, whistling. Oh, it's another 10 day hour, 10 hour shift because I worked at the factory to go to college. And in a split second, I went from my feet to my head and it took them probably a year and a half to figure out I had something called vestibular nerve disorder, which is the little the vestibular nerve is in the middle of your brain and helps you maintain your balance. And I kept telling them there's something wrong. They did all kinds of tests on me, but I, I used to you know ride my bike on uh, bike paths. And you know, when you come to a main street, they'd have those metal poles that would, you know, prevent cars from going in the bike path. And I used to be able to, you know, sail through those. And I found myself going up to them and just like, like walking my bike past them. I said, there's not there's something wrong. Test after test after test. And finally they sent me to somebody who did one of those um, balancing tables and they, they harnessed me up and they shifted the, the plates just like six inches and I lost my balance. They go, ah, you have vestibular nerve disorder. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> What's a vestibular nerve? Had no idea. Now I can't go swimming unless someone's near me. I can't go down water slides to the park and stuff like that. Um, flying is pretty interesting when I fly. Because my vestibular nerve is so sensitive, if the plane like dips like like two feet, I can sense it, which is really bizarre. But I'm so glad that you are, you know, not back to what you were before the stroke, but you are a person that's an example. You didn't say, woe is me, I'm going to give up. I, I guess I'll just have to, you know, you just live this way the rest of my life. You didn't. You said, okay, here it is technology in our world today. Let me figure out how I can embrace it. Now, what was the year of this, uh, the stroke happened? Hey, you listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. So it was, what, it's 2021, it was 2016 Okay. when it happened. Okay, so we still had, 20, 2016 is only five years ago. Now we have even more technology. So talk to us about how do you use technology? How do you use automation to make your life easier? So like you said, you don't burn the house down. Yeah, um, so you want to know personally or in the business or both? You pick. Okay, Um well, let's talk about personal first. Uh, so there's a Google 
I have to be careful because it'll go off <laughs> in um, in each one of the rooms in my house. And so inside of there, you can set up routines. Um, and so it will keep me on schedule and remind me. So at eight o'clock every morning, um, it turns on and it gives me the weather. And then it tells me what my day looks like. And then it uh, plays a little um, podcast uh, so that I can just kind of sit there and listen and gather myself. Then about a half hour later, um, it yells at me and says, hey, you should be taking your medicine at this point. Nice. Then uh, about um, two hours later, it reminds me, hey, you need to, um, you know, give the dog breakfast and let him go outside. And so literally my entire day is listening to what I'm <laughs> supposed to do. And we've we've preset it up inside of um, uh, inside of the Google system uh so that it it just runs automatically um and i have a set of things that i'm supposed to do every day to um kind of like maximize my my brain power and so it's basically almost like a checklist so it goes through and it's my checklist for me um which is super awesome and things you wouldn't think of um uh, I actually had somebody tell me, they're like, oh my gosh, I should do that. I, so I have it three times a week, remind me to call my mom. And you're like, well, you know, why would you do that? Well, because I literally forget to call, to call my mom. But then if it reminds me, then I call and it's so funny because she'll pick up the phone and she'll be like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, I don't know. Google told me to call you. <laughs> and she's good. like, well, I'm glad it did. <laughs> That is so funny. You know, it's funny how you had to catch yourself when you said Google because we're an Apple home. And so everything is Siri. Okay. My phone, I have an Apple home pod, my Apple watch, and I will confess something on my show because I know the power of automation. They've got this things called uh Siri shortcuts. I have not figured out how to use it. Isn't that sad? I could do the same thing you do, but not on, I haven't taken, I, I can't answer why I haven't done it. Maybe I'm stubborn. Maybe I don't want to take the time to, to learn it, but it's amazing how they work. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I literally trust my safety with it because when I, you know, like if I go in the kitchen, um, we've had to move things in the kitchen because the one day I was, uh, making coffee and I poured the water for the coffee into the toaster. Um, usually not a good thing to do. <laughs> so now the toaster's on the other side of the kitchen, but, um, uh, but yeah, it'll, you know, remind me. So I just know automatically, as soon as I turn the stove, a, a burner on, I have to say, Google set a timer for 10 minutes. Um, and so then it'll go off in 10 minutes and say, Hey, did you turn the, you know, did you turn the stove off or did you turn the burner off? Um, same thing with my car keys, right? I'll leave them in the door or I'll leave the car running or um, something like that, which I very, very rarely drive only when I absolutely have to. Um, but those are things that I have to put checks and balances around me to make sure that I don't um, endanger anyone else or myself. Um, and it's amazing how you can use just that one piece of technology uh, to make your life so much simpler because you don't have to constantly try to be remembering it. And that's what I love to tell people in business is, you know, when you get stuff off your plate, 
yeah, maybe it only took you 10 minutes to do it. And if you gave it to somebody else, it was going to take them a half hour. But think about the brain capacity that you're you're saving by, yes, you got those 10 minutes back, but it's not rolling around in the back of your brain, clattering around when you're trying to go to sleep. Oh, hey, I forgot to do that. And I need to get up and do it. And now I got to make a note. And then I got to remember. Um, it's amazing how delegating and outsourcing just frees up your brain capacity, which allows you to then have the energy to do other things. I love the power of location-based reminders. I don't use them. I don't use them. I should because on the iPhone, you can set up, hey, when I arrive home, remind me to do this. So it's so exciting to hear you embracing this technology. I love the technology. I love everything you're saying, but I'm not using this stuff. And now you've got me thinking, wow, how many things could I automate that I'm so stubborn? I haven't done it. Now you had to do it out of necessity, but I hope you are inspiring people with your story about, hey, this technology does exist. And maybe I could do that. Maybe I could set a location-based reminder. So when I get home, Siri or Google or Alexa or whatever says, hey, you're home. Don't forget to do X, Y, and Z because that is so powerful because the technology already exists. Yeah. Yeah. I literally don't have to to worry about it because it, it tells me. So uh, f- for business example, right? Um, it's amazing the technology that we have. I use a, a system called Entreport and there's a ton of systems out there that, that work do the exact same thing. I just happen to pick Entreport. And it literally will um, put up a job post, bring in an employee, pre-screen them, send them through testing, to, and then pre-record their interview. So that literally, now if I were to do that myself, um, it would it it used to take me literally about 20 hours to to go through all the applications and figure out who was qualified, who wasn't. Entreport does it in 15 seconds. And um, and so I've literally automated the whole hiring side of my business. And, you know, that's kind of what we specialize in. We um, were able to find, hire, and train virtual assistants specifically for um, a company and create the business systems and standard operating procedures around it. And so we hire quite a bit. And so when I figured out, hey, I can automate that, it was a game changer because it literally allowed me to step out of the business and step away from it. And it just runs on automatic. It's amazing. As you know, I use Calendly to schedule interviews for my podcast because... I don't have to go back and forth. Does this time work for you? How about this time? I've had a couple clients over the last four years of the podcast that says, I don't do automated calendars. And I'm just like, I respect that, but you can't be on my show because with the automation, not only do you schedule your time, as you know, you get reminder texts, reminder emails. And I'm like, it doesn't work for me. I don't judge you, but I'm just saying if you want to be on my show or if you want to be a coaching client of mine, I embrace automation because to your point, it does so much work. You know, back in the 1980s, yeah, we had to do how about Tuesday at two? How about Wednesday at 9 a.m.? We're in 2021 now. And I won't work with people who don't use my automation because like you just mentioned, it takes more of my time. 
then I have to wait for you to reply. And that doesn't wait. That date doesn't work for me. I have to send you another date. It's just a waste of time. And my time like yours and everybody else who listens to the show, it's valuable. Have you had enough or are you hungry for more? You can find more of Mr. Productivity on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. All you have to do is go to those apps and search for Mr. Productivity. Two words, Mr. Productivity on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And I mean, we have probably so many different type of systems. So all of my social media is all automated. That runs off of a, a system uh, called Social Bee. You can use Hootsuite, Buffer, doesn't matter. Um, and so all the graphics, those are all outsourced. All the the quotes and everything, my writer takes care of all those, uploads them, and they literally just you know cycle through. Like if you were to look at um, what we basically did was we took every single part of our business, we broke it down into a system, and then we figured out how do we automate that system, and then we 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 asked the question, can we find a piece of software that will automate at least part of it for us? And then how do I get the human to do the rest? Um, and it has saved us, I can't even imagine how many countless hours. And myself, um, I'd love to tell you that I'm super busy. Uh, we have a, a great... Um, a great business. And I really honestly don't work that much. I'm not able to. Um, just with the brain injury, I can work maybe three to four hours a day. And um, that's literally all I work. Um, and I don't, and sometimes not even that, I may work an hour a day because the business just runs because there's so many systems, automation and processes that it just does it in the background, which is really awesome. Now, the question I got to ask you, that I'm really curious about and feel free to say, I don't want to answer this. I fully respect that. So you're doing incredibly well uh, on this interview. So you're saying you can have conversations, you can do podcast interviews and stuff like that, but you can't think about what you did yesterday. Am I, am I understanding it right? Yeah. So um, a really good way, if we would have had this scheduled yesterday, I would have had to cancel um, because what happens is, um, and I don't know when it's going to happen, unfortunately, um, one of the side effects of um, the brain injury is that uh, I have seizures quite frequently now, and they're, it's not a typical seizure. It's actually the flip. Um, so if you want to be technical, it's a, it's a neurological disturbance, but nobody understands that. So we just use the term seizure or episode. Um, and what happens is half of my body uh, goes paralyzed. So I can't use my right side for about 15 minutes. I slur my speech for about the next day. Um, and so yesterday at noon, I, I had one of these episodes and, um, and so that I literally slept from noon uh, yesterday until about seven o'clock this morning. Um, and so what'll happen is if, if my brain gets overtaxed, it literally just shuts down. Um, I can't talk. I have slurred speech. I don't remember anything. And so what happens is I, um, and the, the way my doctor explained it is I just kind of have to, um, almost reset the Ram in the computer. Mm. Um, so I, I can go for two hours and then I have to take an hour and a half nap. And then I can go for two hours and then I have to take an hour and a half nap. So when I say I work four hours a day, that's not straight. I'm just not physically able to do it. So like, for instance, when we're done with this podcast, um, I will go out and 
I'll literally take a 45 minute nap after this. Um, and so then on my next appointment, I'll be able to speak clearly. But if I tried to do those back to back, what will happen is um, I'll get slurred speech and I'll end up with a migraine and then it's <laughs> very, very painful. So we try not to do that. <laughs> wow. I, you know, I, I'm amazed right now because like I said at the beginning of the show, you could have very easily given up. And you found a way to continue to serve people, to run your business, and to live life without excuses. I see so many people who are just making excuses for this, that, and the other thing. You said, you know what? I'm going to find a way how I can live every day. And I want to give you tremendous applause for that because I see so many people playing the victim card, and you did not. Someone handed you a victim card and you, you tore it up and threw it in the garbage. So I want to point that out. I also want the listener to understand if, if Michelle can do this, this automation and use technology to help her get things done and you haven't had a stroke, you don't have any signs of a brain injury. You have two arms and two legs and you can think clearly and you don't have to take naps between tasks. What's your excuse? She figured out how to do it. Now, I, this is going to be some tough love for you, listener. But I, I wanted Michelle on because she didn't give up. And if you're giving up for whatever reason, I want you to hear her story. Maybe you have to listen to this show, this episode several times. She did not give up. And so, Michelle, I, I just want to thank you for coming on the show today, uh, sharing some of the ways you automate. But most importantly, I think this is more of a motivational episode because I don't like when people make excuses. It irritates me when people make excuses. Had I been born during this year or in this country or in this city, or if I had these parents or I was able to go to this college, they're all just excuses. You took what life gave you. Yeah, you were angry in the beginning because you had a love for numbers and stuff like that. But you said, look it, I'm not going to give up. And I, I just want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing your insights with us. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. And uh, I, I feel like I didn't impart a whole lot of value. Oh, so I'm really did. sorry about oh, that. No, you but did. Uh, you, you have no idea how much value you share with us. I mean, I really thought we we're going to talk a lot about automation and we did a sort of, but I really think this is more of a motivational episode because I want to shatter everyone's excuses out there. And you are proven, you have proven, I should say, that excuses aren't going to take you anywhere. You figured out a way. And I think if this doesn't move someone to get off their butt and go do something, I don't know what will, because you are an inspiration. And I, I just want to thank you for sharing that. Um, so where can we go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? I know you probably have, you just said you have way more information to share with us. So where can we go to find out about that? Yeah. Um, best place to go is, uh, check out the website, awesomeoutsourcing.com. Um, you'll see, uh, some resources and, uh, some, free things you can get there that will um, help you start on your automation journey. Um, feel free to email me. It's Michelle with two L's. We already went over that. Uh, the only way to spell it. So Michelle at awesomeoutsourcing.com. Um, I will respond to that. Um, you can also uh, find me on Facebook. I hang out there uh, quite a bit. So Excellent. Well, Michelle with two L's, thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. Have a great day. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.